Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Don't forget. Well, first, welcome to the happy hour. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravey. Don't forget the pitching whisperer. That's what I call him. Ruben Niebla joins our guys, Ben and Woods, in the morning at 8.35. So set your alarm clocks. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. For tomorrow. Tomorrow. 8.35, once again. Uh, we have reached the happy hour. And... Uh, Let's get back to some of the uh, Eric Gruppner comments. We kind of only got to play for you one of those, and that was pertaining to what's going to happen happen with the Padres TV deal. Uh, the biggest question, I think, is from a lot of fans is why are the Padres not spending money? Well, that goes to why the Padres must comply with the CBT. Yeah, we, we don't get into publicly you know, discussing the specifics of payroll or MLB rules. So that's not something that I'm going to talk about publicly. Uh, But I am going to say that, you know, once again, we have a long-term plan for sustainable success. And as I've said previously, you know, in our market, it's going to have to involve both free agents and we've made significant long-term commitments to some very talented players who are in their prime and will remain in their prime for, you know, some years to come. But then we've also got to supplement that with, you know, younger players that are coming into their early years of major league service time and are able to make great contributions to the major league team, but are not, you know, obviously making the type of salary that a, a free agent you know, superstar player makes, and it's got to be a mix of the two. And that's what you think you've seen done successfully in other markets and other teams that are similar to the Padres. And there's no way that we would be able to be anywhere near where we are right now if it hadn't been, and if it isn't for the continued support of our fans. So, uh, you know, we are incredibly thankful to our fans Without the support, without the attendance growth, there's no way that we could be at where we are right now or continue to be at a level where we can put a consistently competitive team on the field. So that's as far as I'll go. You know, we're not going to get into specifics uh, beyond that. But, you know, the message is we're incredibly grateful to our fans. The goal remains the same. And, you know, we've got to go about it in a way in our market where, you know, we're not just signing free agents um, year in and year out, but we've got to continue to get 
better at player development and have players from our system contributing at the major league level in their early years as major league players. And I believe we're on track to do that perhaps as early as this year. I think that that last part that Eric hit on is one of the, the last remaining pieces, you know, that this organization is, is um, still trying to figure out, right. Is, and, and maybe it's that they figured it out, but they've traded a lot of that young talent. So you never really know, but we haven't really seen outside of Fernando, um, and you know some of the pitching, Stephen Wilson, guys like that, come up through the minor league system, and then have an impact at the big league level. And that's the piece that there is. The Padres have now shown that they're they're willing to spend money when they can. They'll make the big trade when they can. But in order to sustain it, as you heard Eric say, there young guys have to be able to come up perform because you know why they're cheaper ultimately yeah and it allows you to sustain it for a longer period of time because if you're constantly getting guys who you know are still in arbitration and or coming up on free agency or via free agency it's going to be harder to sustain it because your cost is going to be elevated all the time the good teams get more contribution from their uh from their own system than you think. I know that everybody thinks the Dodgers just buy 100 wins every year. Nope. Uh, Walker Bueller, uh, Gonsolin, uh, not Gonsolin, um, Gratterall. Gonsolin, too, though. Yeah, Gonsolin, Bobby <laughs> Miller, Evan Phillips. I mean, one of these guys, maybe I'll miss one, but you know what I'm trying to get yeah. to. All these, Will Smith, Gavin Lux. I mean, before that, Bellinger was, was there. Right. You know, Muncy, Muncy came from trouble. Oakland, but yep. he was he made it through the Dodgers system once he got there. But my point is, they could get bets, they can get Freeman, they can get all these guys. But if they had seven other guys who weren't any good, those two guys couldn't do it. Right. So you can't do it, James Outman last year. You got to develop some good young players. Will Even Smith. If you're the, I said, yeah, I did get him, but if Otani adds to this now, but. Yes, the Padres especially. The Dodgers have been real good because they've developed so many good young players, and then the free agents just you know are icing on the cake. So the Padres have got to do better at that. And frankly, no, the Padres aren't spending this year, but no, the Dodgers didn't spend last year. Don't forget about that. Right. The Padres spent a ton last year. Re- Dodgers reset their clock last year so that they could spend like Billions of dollars. Yeah, I was going to say gangbusters. Yeah, they, they spent like gangbusters this off season. Yeah, Padres, have, but they've got to do better, and they could use to. I mean, we talked about it with uh, Jim Callis before. You'll hear that interview in a little bit. I mean, he did a good job of breaking it down. There's a lot of good young players that the Padres have right now. They may not be ready this year, but eventually they're going to have to come through. Yeah. They're just going to have to in order for the Padres to consistently keep up with the likes of the Dodgers and others? Um, the other, I think, question that a lot of fans have, now that Peter Seidler passed away, how, what does the organization structure look like? Padres' chain of command is how Ben and Woods broke it down. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple, actually. You know, Eric Katsenda has stepped in in the role that Peter held as chairman. Uh, So I report to him, AJ reports to him, and uh, the three of us, you know, run um, the business together and the team. And um, Eric, you know, is not as 
public facing as you mentioned as Peter and Ron were and you know so far that's certainly by design uh, but Eric has been very engaged uh, he's in the office in San Diego not every day but often um, and he shares the same vision that we've had for some time under Peter's leadership the goal remains the same to win a World Series championship and we are all working as hard as we can in that direction under Eric's ultimate leadership and it's been great to work with him you know he and Peter were business partners for 30 years they started the private equity firm together uh, he's probably next to Peter's brother uh, Bob perhaps the most intimately familiar with uh, Peter's outlook on business and life and the Padres and we're all working to continue that legacy and simply put it's to win consistently year in and year out to be putting a playoff caliber team on the field and ultimately winning the World Series championship so nothing's changed it's still the same um, and Eric has stepped into and embraced that role and is doing an outstanding job and we're fortunate to have him I don't know that everything hasn't changed or not. Maybe, maybe on the surface in the, in the structure on paper, it hasn't changed, but I, I think, you know, missing Peter Seiler is a big deal. You know, it is. I mean, just him as a, as a great guy and contributor to our community, we miss him, but I, I think it's going to take some time for the Padres to get this over, you know, get this all ironed out exactly how they want it all to work. So I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. need some time when something tragic like this happens. And I think it is affecting their off season to a certain extent. I don't blame them for not admitting such, but I think it's fair to assume that it has had an impact a little in one way or the other. Lastly, uh, the message to the fans. Uh, a lot of folks bring up the ticket prices, and rightfully so. They have gone up each of the last couple of seasons. Uh, Eric did have a message for fans, though, upset about the higher ticket prices. To go along with the lower payroll. <laughs> Why did you just go into the Old West? <laughs> yeah, I would start by thanking them for their support and their faithful, passionate support and sticking with us. And, uh, you know, we've had some highs and lows over the last several years, but I don't think anybody uh, can dispute the fact that, you know, we've significantly increased payroll. We've gone, you know, f full on in pursuit of a World Series championship. And that hasn't changed. It just might look a little different this year than it did last year or even the year before based on the mix of players and what we're able to build in this market uh, by way of a sustainable winner year in and year out. And so, you know, <laughs> nothing has changed. It may feel like we've pulled back on payroll in a way that may be, um, you know, disappointing to fans that I get that. I completely understand it. I think we are doing the very best we can uh, within the capabilities and resources that we have to put a team on the field that can consistently play winning baseball, make it to the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoff format, and then compete for and win a World Series championship. And I think you've seen that rec as recently as last year with the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, if you can get healthy and hot and get into the playoffs in the expanded format, you know, you can make a deep run. And I think we've got plenty of talent on this team and a lot more talent coming through our system that the future is very bright. And so that's what I would tell the fans. I think you should believe in this team. You should believe in our approach. You should believe in what we're building for the future. And we're incredibly thankful for that support. And we understand that fans, you know, commit their time and their money to supporting this team. 
and we feel a sense of obligation to continue to do our very best to put a winning team on the field and deliver a World Series championship, and we're just incredibly grateful for our fan support. Um, so the goal hasn't changed. We're full on in pursuit of that and doing the very best that we can with the resources that we have in this market at this time, and I think we're building a sustainable approach that can put a winning team on the field year in and year out for years to come. That's the plan. Eric Grootman. Well, we've talked about it. I mean, look, it does look different this year, but just because you commit to a bunch of free agents one year and then reset a little the next year doesn't mean you still don't think you can win games. I mean, they've, you know, they're going to have a lot of talent. I'm not trying to be the company guy here. I'm trying to speak somewhat fairly on this. The Padres spent way over what anybody would have ever imagined last year. The fact that they've reined some of that back in is probably good business as much as anything else. And all the money they spent last year didn't get them anything. No. So there's nothing wrong with doing it a little differently this year. It doesn't mean that the organization doesn't want to win. And I think the the fans, you know, who say, well, you know, you trade away Juan Soto, you're giving up. I just don't think that's accurate. I, and, not, and I'm not trying to not. stick up for the. I'm not trying to. I'm not paid by the Padres to say it, but I don't think it's accurate. I think this club still has plenty enough enough to win. I mean, this is coming from a dude who, as you guys know, did not want to see Juan Soto get traded at all. But at the end of the day, they they kind of had to. They they had to feel. And listen, they traded him, and they still have holes to fill. So, I I. It's there's just no other way you can look at it. As great as one uh, is and will be, um, the Padres were in a position where they had to move him in order to a get, fill some of the holes and and, and get younger at, in the pitching area. Get some prospect, get his prospect or two back too. We haven't heard the uh, Hassan Kim trade rumors at all in the last two weeks, but I wouldn't put that completely out of the I realm of possibility. Still, nope. Because, I mean, as far as we know, those holes still remain that need to be filled. And and trading Hassan Kim is the quickest and easiest way to take care of some of that. Yeah. Well, so we'll see how it goes. They got A couple of weeks are going to be interesting. I don't know when that interesting window is going to open, but it's going to be interesting once it opens. Uh, we get to we got to get to break. Scraby's got a, a mystery story he wants to tell us about. I have to tell you, I am falling in love with the McCaffreys. I'll explain on the other end. More Gwen and Chris. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Katie's got some sort of mystery story to uh, pass along to us shortly before he does that. Lakers cruising along nicely in Charlotte, leading 76 to 60. Yeah, I like that. Tony likes that early third quarter. Tony hasn't turned around much to watch the game. That's one of the reasons why the Lakers are rolling the way they are. The guy that's been uh, a revelation here, Tony, the last month is D'Angelo Russell. All they had to do was threaten to trade this guy. He averaged 10 points a game in January, or in December, I beg your pardon, 10 points. He averaged 23 points a game in January, like one and a half times. And he's got 22 already tonight. He's been traded. So he's been done. I mean, you know, they got to keep trading this guy because he's been awesome. Yeah, I I think he's been traded already, what, three or four times in his career. Telling somebody you're about to trade him again, maybe that'll that be enough motivation. Maybe. Seemed to get his attention. It did. Yeah, I mean, you add him to you know what AD and uh, LeBron. LeBron's got 17. I, I know it doesn't mean sound like anything to anybody, but every day that he gets double figures, it just adds to his unbelievable record. No one's going to catch of this. Consecutive games in double figures, well, which no goes one, back what eight years yeah, now. No one's going like to catch that. But you also think he's he's just pulling further and further away from Kareem, a record that he already in terms broke. of the overall scoring course, record. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the guy's still pretty good, really good, really good. All right, uh, Scraby, what do you have uh, over there that you're dying to tell us? Well, I don't know that I was dying to tell you, <laughs> but I do think it's news. Uh, the a teacher union in Nevada is now trying to make sure the A's can't move to Las Vegas. And so they uh, it, it, it's let me just read it so that I get the, the stuff. Wait a right. minute. This is not people in Oakland trying no, to prevent them from leaving. Las Vegas. This is people in Las Vegas trying to prevent them from coming. Well, here it is. To Las Vegas. Basically, what they're saying, the teachers union, is that they they are not following the state constitution correctly. And so this this bill that they're putting forward, SB1, or a ballot initiative, is um, the suit alleges that the bill actually required a two-thirds majority vote in both Nevada's Assembly and Senate to pass rather than a standard vote because that's how the state is supposed to treat legislation that creates public revenue. The amount of money on the hook, $380 million, is what the teacher union is saying should be going back into school. And John Fisher... Uh, the A's owner should be paying for his own stadium to be constructed, which I don't think is a crazy thought. But long story short, they're trying to make it so that the money can go back towards schools rather than for another stadium. This is kind of an old argument. I I can't say that I don't agree with it on its surface. I'd love to see all the money go to schools and take care of all of that. But unfortunately, schools don't make money for the city at hand. But the teams the, do the people that you are 
you are raising and teaching. And schools don't use the money right all the time anyway. That's a good That's point. That's the other part of it. You know, the how much money do you think the lottery in California donates to schools? Do you I, know that when it was first voted in 25 years ago, 30 years ago, the lottery, the whole campaign was how it was going to help better our schools. I, I, and I know I people recall. in schools will tell you they don't get any money or very little. I, I, my mom's a lottery. teacher. My sister's a teacher in the state of California. And uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but sometimes they <laughs> have late. to buy their own materials. Well, that is a fact. We get it. We get it. So, you know, look, I, I would love for John Fisher. I, look, I hate this guy, too, especially <laughs> if I'm in Oakland. And I wouldn't probably want him in Las Vegas. But sports is just in another different. It's in a different category. I, I would love for the money to all go to schools and and roads. It's the same thing we did in San Diego. We couldn't build a stadium because we were going to fix the roads. I yes, well, that's, that's right. I, I say that every yes, time I run over right. a pothole. I ran over a pothole earlier today in my. Don't tell me that you're going to fix all the streets yeah. because we're not getting. We can't. We're not going to build a stadium, so we're going to save the money to fix the streets. You're not going to. It's not the same pile of money. No, you're right. Nope. So you're right, I, but that, that's I, my whole thing. Do you think here. there's also something to who is trying to move to Las Vegas? A guy who does not care about I, his team, who wants think, free money. I don't, honestly, it could have been it could have been me and you trying to move a team to Vegas. This would have still popped up. Uh, you're I, probably right. I don't think it had anything to do with it. I'm not saying any of those things you said about Fisher is yeah, untrue because no, they are very true. But it could have been it could have been anybody, and they this would have popped up. Uh, can I tell my Christian McCaffrey? Oh, yes. I couldn't find it to send it to you to spell. I've been but trying to find this, too. He was on a podcast, and he was talking about virtually the craziness of his dad in terms of how serious he was about yes. preparation. His dad was Ed McCaffrey. Ed McCaffrey. played Super Bowl teams, Denver, 49ers. Yeah. He won one with the 49ers yes, as well in 94. Right. Um, he was saying that on game days he had an off-roll, off period, meaning he didn't have a class Late in the day, oh. his dad would pick him up and take him to get an IV. Like he, this dude was taking IVs in high school. He said he cramped one time in his game, and his dad was like, "You're never gonna cramp again." So he would oh, take cramp, cramp. I, so thought, I honestly thought you said a different word. It didn't have an M in it. Oh, he was he was he was soiling himself on the field. <laughs> That's what I thought he said. <laughs> it yeah, took no. me a second. Cramp. I didn't hear the word cramp. And then uh, he said he said he also on he went to a private school. They had to wear jeans and a like a whatever the school shirt was. He said his dad was like you're wearing jeans to school. Like you got to be relaxed, man. It's heavy on your legs. So he made him wear sweats to school. He would get in trouble for wearing sweats to school. But, but his dad made him to dad, ease the load ease on his the legs. Load on his legs. <laughs> I gotta say, I am but a it Christian McCaffrey fan. But also explains why this dude is an absolute machine. He is a machine. Uh, he is a machine. Do you think he's happy? Like, exactly. Great? That's what I'm. At, I wonder. I think he's happy. I think he's happy because he's on top of the world right now in a I sport. Think, but his dad probably made his high school and college go, days very well, difficult. Don't go assuming these things. He probably loved it. This dude went to Stanford, got an education there. With the Carolinas, number one, pick, number, one number one or two pick. Where right. was he? Overall? He was the top eight, three. I think he was no. Eighth he was pick. eighth, seventh or eighth pick. That's in the crazy draft that he dropped Mahomes. to seventh or eighth. Now that watching him in the NFL, yeah. this dude is like the premier back. Get I, he I was the first guy. He, you know, the thing that I've always kind of held against him, but I've forgotten now because, as Tony says, we always oh, do right. forget. He held. He out. was the first big name guy to hold out of a bowl game. So I'm out, and I'm sure his dad was. 
behind that <laughs> idea. I also didn't like it either. You I didn't, didn't either. You didn't. None of us did. No. But it makes sense now, especially if you know how – if. He, Maybe he knew how much Carolina was going to run him into the ground the first three years. Well, that and the fact that like, he can't certainly knock his dad's not going to let him play in a, in a worthless a bowl, bowl game, game if he's yeah. not going to let him wear a pair of jeans. His legs will get that tired. Is, that That's is for saying. Intense, I'm wearing jeans right now, and my, my legs don't even get tired. I, never, I didn't even think about it. He, he said he didn't think about it. He was just like, you know I'm what? I'm wearing sweats today. My legs feel fresh. <laughs> Got to be relaxed, man. Thank you, Mr. McCaffrey. Sweats are the the the, the jeans part's not the thing to me. The IV, yeah, the IV is kind of crazy too. But I guess I can Straight understand it. Straight saline to get him right before a game. So so he doesn't cramp. It's very serious. I believe cramp was the word. Very serious. Right. Yeah, that's who you've got leading you to the glory. Hey, Lan, I guess I'm all be happy, for it. buddy. So yeah. You should be thanking Ed. You better hope he has a gigantic game. One He's of those really it's big chance. ones. He's going to. It's your only He's going to be one of those really big ones. I agree. Brandon Ayuk, though, look out for him. Bad bet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is that it, Chris? Uh, we've got a uh, really, you know, Jim Callis interview coming up. That. Uh, you know, I, I'll be straight. Some interviews I look forward to more than others. And when Scraby said we're going to be visiting with a guy who's really good on, you know, prospects and stuff, I never get too excited about prospects. But this interview enlightened me a great deal. And it will enlighten all of you Padre fans as well. Stick around. It's coming up next. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our awards. Award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. 5.36 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Grady. Lakers up 91.75. Gotta love that. On the other hand... I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> Virginia is drubbing my partner Jesse Agler's alumni 
Miami. The U. The U is getting. Did not show up tonight. No. They're getting drummed. They've only got 32 points, and there's three minutes to go in the game. 32 is not a big number with three minutes left to go. No, that's not, especially (laughs) when the other team has 56. Yeah, not a good night for the U. Jim Callis uh, will join us here shortly. We'll talk a little bit about the Padres' farm system, who we possibly could expect to see up this season. Scraby, uh, I believe tomorrow you have a chance to defend your championship. Champ is here. Champ is here. You've been able to say that twice this year, right? No. No, no just once. Well, he said it many times, but it's only as a result of one victory. Champ is here. He won last week in a thriller. That was a good one last week. On the stripes the on the top of NFL helmets. That's Sounds so ridiculous. Carried him through. <laughs> to say that. that was last ridiculous. week's topic. I knew it was going to be one that Scraby had a shot, and he did. So hopefully Scraby has no shot tomorrow. See what we come up with tomorrow on the Fantabulous Sports Game Show. KU Kansas uh, KSU tipping yep, off here up. in about twenty five minutes. Clippers and Hawks, a lot of sixes. Tony, sixty six, sixty six at half. Who? Uh, what game is that? Clippers Hawks, sixty six, sixty six. Oh, the Hawks came back and tied it at half, huh? Yeah, the Clippers were ahead for uh, by a pretty nice little margin there, but now the Hawks have come back. Kawhi's got fourteen. Everybody's making a big stink about Kawhi. The other day, he was caught on camera, basically telling somebody that they couldn't guard couldn't guard him. Hmm? And you know, Kawhi is a man of few words, and so the fact that they caught him talking trash, everybody's been yeah, everybody's making, a, making big a big deal. <laughs> well, then they would have been making a big deal every night that Larry Bird ever played. I was Larry Bird never met a player he thought could guard him, and he told them also. Let him know. If you'd asked all those guys in the 80s, he was one of the premier trash yes, talkers in all of the NBA. In the history of the game, sure. Speaking of that, I went back and, and watched uh, the second episode of Last Dance. Such a good. Still good. Such a good documentary, man. Yeah. Although that was the, uh, I think that was the episode that, has ruined Scotty and Michael's relationship. Oh. To, to what this about point. Hey, Horace Grant? Did Michael deny him food on the plane yet? <laughs> Scraby loves that story that he's I don't now love made it at up. All. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No, it's not. You true. bring it up every ten minutes. Yeah, because it's so rude it's that Michael Jordan true. refused Horace Grant food on a plane because he played bad. <laughs> well, I, I'm still trying to get Horace Grant on the show. Please stop trying to get Horace on the show to talk about that. Maybe I shouldn't. Please get Horace on. I love Horace. I'm He's trying to get Horace to be guy. like, maybe I should go I a different I route. I want Horace on. I just don't want him to come on and have an answer Under that circumstance. <laughs> about Michael Jordan. Re- I'll tell you one thing. Him. Horace is an honest guy. He may he, he, actually come <laughs> clean if we get him on. I think he would tell you, ain't no way in hell Michael Jordan ever kept me from food, is what I think, is what I think he would tell you. Mm. That would ruin know. Scraby's I don't know. <laughs> thinking forever. His fantasy. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's not a fantasy. It's just me trying to stand up for a guy. You, you, no, you want it to be true, though. By the way, here's how yeah, good the, for my own sake. Here's how good the Lakers are playing tonight, Tony. They have one offensive rebound in the game. The Lakers. They must be shooting a high percentage. 64%. <laughs> They're not missing. That gets you a lot of wins in the NBA. All right, let's uh, get to our interview of the day, Jim Callis. MLB Pipeline. Here's some traffic. From the 97.3 The Fan Traffic Center, here's Kelly Danik. 
Traffic is sponsored by Viejas Casino and Resort. My condolences to whoever is out there in this mess, guys. I think a lot of folks did plan ahead to make sure that they weren't. Uh, got a spin out now in the North County, southbound side of the 15, just past the 76. This vehicle is facing the wrong way in the center divide. Also traveling west on the 78, right around Vista Way. We have reports of a stalled vehicle not showing if lanes are blocked. Traveling on the northbound 15, just before the 8, we've still got a crash involving a car and a big rig. Blocking the two right lanes. Problem there is that there is a fuel spill thrown into the mix. Also, reports of a possible encampment fire. South 5 at the eastbound 8. Some smoke visible from the right shoulder. Yeah, just continue to take it extra carefully, especially on those transition ramps. And guys, please keep those speeds down. Viejas Casino and Resort is home to the best players club in my Viejas. Start earning points towards incredible rewards like free gifts, concert tickets, hotel stays, dining discounts, and more. It's time to ditch the other guys and join the best, the my Viejas players club, Viejas Casino and Resort. I'm Kelly Danik with Good and Chris, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3, The Fan. So a lot of people are saying that the Padres, we just talked about it, they need to get some outfield help, first base, DH, but they may not sign a free agent. In fact, I don't know that they will. And in lieu of a trade, they got a bunch of guys they can bring to spring training and and, and give them a shot, Jim. What do these guys look like, you know, in your mind? And who's well, who has a chance to, you know, make a make a make a splash? Well, the, the you know Padres Twitter is always all over me because Jacob <laughs> Marcy list after he destroyed the Arizona Fall League and. And I do like Jacob Marcy. I mean, I still think he has to like, he, but he's barely played above right. high A. You know, the, the fall league is like a launching pad, and he's talented, but he's played 16 games in Double A. And then you, I mean, you've got you know Nathan Martarella, who like Marcy was kind of an undervalued guy in the 2022 draft, who who looks like he, you know he's going to be something, but again, he's barely played in the upper minors. I don't think. You know, if their farm system is going to provide help at those positions, it's probably going to be because A.J. Prowler goes out and makes a trade, which I don't know that he's necessarily going to do, but we can never put it past him. I mean, most of their, their best outfielders are at least a year or two away. Yeah, that, that's that's how I, I see things, too. I mean, I know the, the Padres, you know, have moved up the rankings in terms of, um, you know, top teams with, with farm systems, but the only guy that I see right now that could be able to help is Jackson Merrill. He, he's Closer than, you know, either you know their their top prospect and Ethan Salas, uh, or anybody below. But Jackson Merrill does have an opportunity um, to to make this ball club or to at least make an appearance at the big league level. Do you think that's likely in the outfield because of some of those things you just mentioned? It very well could be. I mean, and, and, and you know the thing, and it, you know Ethan Salas is their best prospect, but Jackson Merrill's you know one of the top ten or fifteen prospects in baseball too. He's a tremendous hitter. He won't be 21 until, I think, mid-April. He's still really young, but he's so advanced as a hitter. I mean, he spent a couple months in double-A last year, and I agree. Like, like that would be the guy. Like, you know, because the thing is, you know, Jackson plays shortstop. I, I'd say he's an average, maybe a tick above average at shortstop. But as we all know, the Potters have, you know, Xander Bogarts and, you know, Machado and Tati. You, know, you, you guys all over the place. I mean, you know, you go and play one shortstop, and I think it's more likely – that you could see Merrill in left field. I think, you know, his bat is that good. It would profile left field. And I don't think he'll make the opening roster. But I could see my, – my guess is there's a good chance he could open the season in AAA. And, and my guess is whether it's AA or AAA, they are going to start working outfield into his mix. 
Jim Callis is with us talking about uh, the minor league system for this uh, Padre ball club and uh, who might be able to contribute. I've seen some people who have predicted that Ethan Salas will make a uh, make an appearance on the big league roster this year. Do you think that is a possibility, Jim? Do you do you buy into that thinking? I do not buy into that thinking. I mean, you can never say never, right. but but he's not going to be eighteen until June. Like, and even Salas is unbelievable prospect i mean i think he is one of the best prospects in baseball i know that there's a team out there that you know when you factor in his age and you project out his career thinks that ethan south is the most valuable talent in baseball big leagues or minor leagues you know because he's going to have such a long career and be talented but that said i mean i know he got to double a last year i'll be honest i don't know why he got to double a last year you know he hit 209 games in, in high a so, okay, now, you know, he's 17 years old. Let's send him to double-A, and he can get nine games there, and he hit 179. Like, like, in all honesty, he should start this year in high-A. And I cannot imagine a scenario – and you're right. I mean, I've seen people project, like, you know, he's gonna be in the, he could be in the big leagues by the end of the year. I, I can't imagine a scenario where that would make any sense. Like, like I don't know why you would start a service time t- clock ticking – as good as he is, I just don't see any way he'd be ready. I mean, he's a catcher, and while he's advanced for his age, I mean, he's super advanced offensively, defensively for his age. I mean, that's a position where you don't just step into the big league yeah. at 18 years old and handle a big league staff. Like, like I just don't see any way. I mean, I, realistically, even if he comes up next year, in 2025, he will be 19. Um, so that that would be pretty crazy, too. Like, I think the last 19-year-old catcher to come up might have been Ivan Rodriguez. Um, you know, who had a pretty good career. But, like, I don't think we'll see Salas this year. That would that, that would shock me. Jim Callis, MLB Pipeline, joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And we, we've talked a little bit about the position players, but Robbie, Robbie Snelling's made a, quite some noise here over the past year and, and seems to be coming along pretty fast. Is he a guy that could find his way with some time this year, or is he another year away before we possibly see him in a big league uniform? I think if he keeps doing what he did last year, we could see him in the big leagues. I mean, again, he's young. He won't be – He won't be. I mean, he'll be 20 all season. He doesn't turn 21 until December. But I think pitchers are different than hitters, you know, where, you know, the, the, the theory, you know, you only have so many bullets in the gun, and if, if the stuff is, is big league stuff and he's throwing strikes, you get him up there. You know, it, you know Robbie got to double A toward the end of last year, you know, made four starts, pitched very well there. I, I, I would guess he'd start in double A. But, I mean, you know, shoot, last year he had, I think, like a 182 ERA, uh, despite being super young and moving up, you know, across three levels. If he keeps pitching like that, I, I could see him. You know, could, like, here's the thing. I, the Padres should be better than they were last year. And if they contend and Robbie Snelling's pitching well, which I think he will, like in the second half of the season, it would make some sense. Like, I, I think we could see him. I think we could see Drew Thorpe, who they acquired in the Juan Soto trade. I think we could see – you know, a guy who's kind of sneaky, who doesn't get talked about, but moved pretty quickly last year and has pretty good stuff is Adam Mazur, who was a second-round pick a couple years ago. I, I do think with the pitchers, we could see them move those guys more aggressively. Jim, uh, it sounds to me, just in having this discussion, that the guys that we know the most about, I mean, just in general, for those of us who don't follow the, the minor league system, you know, tremendously close it seems to me that the names we know are probably not the guys that are going to you know likely make it this year but somebody's going to have to make it from the minor leagues this year it just seems to me the way this this roster is is kind of coming together 
So, I mean, yeah, who, is I mean it? who is it? I mean, who who could we see? I mean, to be honest, I mean, I mean, pitchers. I, I like I said, I think you could have pitchers, but I mean, mo- I mean, I'm look. You look at their best position players in the system. You know, we're, we're in the process of updating our Potters list, but our season-ending list. The best position players on that list: Salas is 17, Merrill's 20, yeah, uh, Samuel Zavala is 19, Dylan Head. They just drafted last year out of high school is 19. Yeah. Like those guys aren't necessarily going to be there ready. And you know, I mentioned. I mean, I think Martorella and Marcy are probably the best bets. But I also think that's an awful lot to ask. I mean, they're they're older. They're they're 22. But I mean, these were 2022 draft picks who played one full season in pro ball and have barely played in Double A. I think Martorella's played you know 23 games and Marcy's played. I don't think Marcy's even played that many in Double A. Um, he played 16. Like I, I just I think you got to start those guys in Double A this year and maybe they're ready by the end of the year if things continue to go well. But I don't think you can. I don't think they're ready to step in. I mean, you know, one thing's, I mean, AJ obviously has made a lot of trades and they gave up, you know, some young position players to, to get Soto in the first place. And while the system, I mean, the system's pretty deep. I mean, it, they've rebuilt the system. There's a lot of talent in there, but it just doesn't have a bunch of bats who are really ready to step in in the first half of this season. Jim Cowles joins us here, MLB Pipeline. And, Jim, let's talk a little bit about some of the top prospects across Major League Baseball as we're getting closer to spring training. You're you're hearing Jackson name quite a bit in terms of having a chance to make this uh, big league roster. Based on what the Brewers are doing, and it seems like they're moving pieces uh, left and right, Jackson Cherio could have a chance to, to be a big leaguer. We saw Evan Carter come up. I mean, who are you looking forward to out of these young guys this year um, to come up and, and make a type of impact that we saw a guy like Evan Carter have when he did come up. Yeah, I, can I say all of the above? I mean, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of guys ready to step in. I mean, the Orioles just made the trade to get Corbin Burns from the Brewers, and they traded Joey Ortiz, and I think that makes it a little easier to get Jackson Holiday in the lineup. And I think he's I can't I can't remember too many young hitting prospects as impressive as him. You know, Jackson Churio is, you know, obviously you're doing something right if you get an $82 million contract before you make your big league debut. But, right. I mean, Churio is like crazy combination. Of, I mean, you can call him a 30-30 guy. I mean, he might be a 35-35 or a 40-40 guy. Um, Junior Caminero is just 20 years old. He might be the best power hitting prospect in, the, in, the, in baseball, and we saw him at the end of the season with the Rays. You mentioned Evan Carter, who – you know, I don't think the Rangers make the playoffs without Evan yeah. Carter providing the spark in September. And then, you know, <laughs> he's so young, and he, he's batting third and fourth throughout the playoffs and not saved by any of it. And the funny thing is, you could argue he might not even be the best outfield prospect in their system because they have Wyatt Lankford who came out of last year's draft. And I think Lankford's got an even higher ceiling. Lankford rocketed to AAA in his first pro summer. And, you know, speaking of that draft, you got guys like Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz. I I think I just rattled off seven guys, and I think we're going to see all seven of those guys in the big leagues. Those are, those are our top seven guys on our top 100 prospects list. Salas is eighth, Jackson Merrill's 12th. But those first seven guys, I think we're going to see all of them in the big leagues this year. Jim, will the Padres ever come to really regret all the movement of Juan Soto? And I'm talking about giving away – what they gave away to Washington to get Juan Soto in the first place. Like, is James Wood ever going to come up and make an impact? Is Robert Hassel ever going to be heard from again? Uh, or are the or did the Padres make up for that in what they acquired from the Yankees in trading Soto there? Yeah, I mean, 
That's a tough question. Um, I mean, I think it ultimately is going to depend, like you just said, on how the guys, you know, like the, the guys they got for the most part and the guys they gave up are pretty young. I mean, you could argue that they would have been better off trying to win with Soto this year, maybe trading them at midseason. I mean, I understand they were in a payroll bind and, you know, needed to replenish their whole pitching staff, and they were kind of stuck. If you kept Soto, that was going to be hard to do. You know, C.J. Abrams was better in the second half last year. You know, I think there's still questions. How much impact is going to be in the bat? How much is he going to walk? Or is he just going to be kind of an empty swinger? I, I'm not a, I was never a huge Robert Hassel fan. I, I don't think there's impact in that bat. James Wood could be a star. The Nationals pushed him kind of aggressively to double-A last year, and he struggled, but he's still young. I, I've always been the world's biggest Mackenzie Gore fan, and he had a pretty nice year for them. Um, you know, Susana, the other pitcher they give up in that deal, he, he's pretty far away. So, you know, looking at it, two or three of those guys could come back to bite him. And, and if that's the case, if, if Abrams, Wood, Gore, you know, two of those three guys want to be pretty good players, they probably gave up more than they got for Juan Soto. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I think Drew Thorpe is a guy who could fill like a number three or four slot. I think everybody in baseball kind of saw Michael King as a sleeper. You know, they had some other arms in that deal. But it, I, I'm not going to second guess the trade because, A, when you can get a guy like Juan Soto at that point in his career, those guys don't come on the market, for one. And, two, it, it didn't work out. But, like, hey, what if, what if they beat the Phillies in the NLCS and go to the World Series? in 2022 like what if they win like then then it wouldn't matter and and last year was just i mean you guys you know saw it firsthand i just yeah. saw it from afar I, I mean that was basically a team that probably should have won you know 90 games based on the way they played and they couldn't win one ring games and they couldn't win extra inning games they didn't make the playoffs but like if they make the playoffs and something magical happens then I don't think anybody cares that, you know, Juan Soto after who they gave up for him. But, like, I, I you know, I, I think A.J. Proler is always going to roll the dice. And I would, like, me too. Like, if, if I could acquire a 23-year-old Juan Soto, I'll roll the dice on 23-year-old on, on getting 23-year-old Juan Soto. Jim, great stuff, man. I really enjoyed uh, catching up with you. MLB Pipeline, MLB.com, Jim Callis, formerly of Baseball America. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure we're clear on that. Jim Callis. That was good. As Chris said, formerly of Baseball America, yes. now MLB Pipeline. Kind of giving us the uh, cold hard facts. Right. About, I mean, uh, when I went into that interview, I was expecting him to say, oh, yeah, Jackson Merrill and all these guys are going to be fantastic for the Padres this year. He said, other than Jackson Merrill, be very surprised if any of these guys are ready this year. I, from what he, if you just look where everybody so, played last year. Yeah, and, single and you, A. You, that's, that's right. That's And don't get me wrong. We see guys every year make that jump. Not a lot of them do, though. Right. And certainly not a lot of in the same organization doing that. And that's virtually what would have to happen outside of Jackson Merrill, who got to, to double A. Some of the other names, Ethan Salas, um, who else he mentioned in there? Uh, Marcy. Uh, Marcy. Yeah. Uh, these guys are they're big they're, names, but and they they're play, probably and just not ready. Well and they deserve the recognition, but yeah. they are um, they are you know still still getting some seasoning. All right. That's going to do it for today. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Scraby gets to try to defend his championship. Champ is here. I'll be snatching that back tomorrow. Scraby show up next. <laughs> Look I'll at you, Tony Gwynn Jr., moving your camera to show a Carl's Jr. commercial. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.